Yeah, I don't. I don't have any connection to the Sesame Street. I, I just pull out Elmo because I've been doing Elmo. Fuck a bunch of Elmo. That's like the worst <laughs> Muppet. Elmo is the worst Muppet. Elmo says, "I'm not the worst Muppet." Telly is the worst. Telly is the worst. I think they're not Muppets. I think they're. Get it fucking over with Telly. Just fucking asphyxiate yourself while jerking off, hanging from a fucking shower. Get it fucking over. Kind of seems like that at the end of that. You're evil. Yep, we're good. Well, because he's just like a Cookie Monster ripoff, but he doesn't have a real shtick. He's so just he, a fucking like curmudgeon. Like, he, no, he just he's has just to be always fucking in a bad mood. He like. he has to be like Elmo's big brother. That's like that's that's his whole thing. Like, fuck. Like you have to play second fiddle to Elmo. I mean, they all do, but I mean, he has to be in all the scenes with them. At least the other guys can do their own thing. Big Bird can just act like an idiot. <laughs> he does. He's like, I don't understand, four year old child. Could you please explain to me? how the trash gets picked up every single week and where it goes because i don't know oh yeah big bird <laughs> right like like the little four-year-old kid knows all about landfills there's a guy <laughs> it's always like goes. a little ethnic child too it's yeah. like this giant chicken talking to like a little chinese girl <laughs> like if her parents were around big bird would be fucking dinner <laughs> dead. deep fryer uh, d-e-d dead all right, deep. Fried. Let's talk. Let's talk magic cards. Yeah, you know what? Internet, <sighs> internet land. If you don't know that you're listening to Scrubland right now, then I feel bad because that means you accidentally clicked on something and you listen to us talk about porn and Sesame Street for 20 minutes. <laughs> that really did happen. So, yeah, this is Scrubland. And Welcome to Scrubland. Feel free to turn it off now. If you weren't looking for Scrubland, if you accidentally clicked on us because you were looking for Muppet porn. <laughs> Wait till the end of the show. We'll talk about it again. We'll talk, yeah, there will, be, there will be more more explicit Muppet porn references later. Um, I don't know. Scooter Be- Be- Peter, believe it or not, believe it or not, yeah, we're getting we're getting emails. I got people coming up to me at events. They're like, "Where is the podcast?" Like, yeah. people actually want to hear this. I went so, to Philly and I felt just saying. Really Could you please talk about Muppets and porn? Just saying, yeah, like please. this is what you guys wanted. So. Here it is. Here uh, so it is. It's what what you get? Magic cards. It's been a couple weeks, man. Um, so I guess the only really big thing that happened was fucking states. states my favorite tournament of the whole year. Yeah, and Wizards too. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sad yeah. face. But uh, I, re- like, I like. Regardless they... of the road to world crumbling into ashes. Hang uh, on. I like how they set up a website a couple of years ago called the 2009s.com. And then they've and had to change it. And now it's like, year? well, that was a really good idea for like the one year that you're trying to like restart states. Right. But I mean, now. Do they just do the 2010s and 2011s yeah, on they the just, same website? They just steal. No, no, no. They just, they just buy up the next uh, domain name every year. So all we have to do we to, have to get in front of them. just get the 2012s and yeah. they'll pay us for it. We should do it. We got to get out, we gotta get out in front of them with We have it. to do it before yeah. we they put probably, the podcast. I'll be honest. Glenn Jones probably bought the next five years. I would I would like it more if they if they just linked back to, like, if it was just, like, a forwarded so page that kept going back just, to the 2009 page every like, single year. States are just run by, like, <laughs> tournament organizers. Like, anyone can run a states event. Yeah, they do if Glenn Jones keep coming back every year. Who cares? What do you win? <laughs> you win nothing. basically nothing. Welcome to... Okay, so it's funny because every year it's like, here here's the um free event. You get you have free events. Uh, you get free entry to events that are uh, constructed if if they're the main event, 
uh, like Grand Prix, PTQs, and that's it. And so you get, yeah, that's fine. That's that are that are good. run by anyone that bought into the whole thing. So like, I mean, that's it, everyone, right? So like, if I win the Virginia State Championship and I travel to say GP San Francisco, somebody in San Francisco ran an event. They're probably running that same GP. Right. I'll get free entry to that GP. Yeah, and that's like forty dollars. Well, the year I won, I got about two hundred dollars off Dream Wizards, and uh, the chick that runs it was actually very mad at me by the end of the year. Well, I mean, but like, honestly, that's just. If if you throw one or two people into your event for free, that doesn't actually cost you anything, right? Exactly. Because well, you're like you you're not getting into the sealed event stuff. Like right. anything that they have to give you product for, you still have to enter. But right? Guess what? Yeah, but guess sealed what? or whatever. What? That's our new exactly. Format. That's, <laughs> that's why it's funny is because uh, you just won states. Uh, check out the next PTQ season. That's like four months of you just got fucked. <laughs> like, it's really not that you big. Get it for free for constructed. Our whole PTQ season. No, I mean yeah. like, it's only Grand Prix. But that being said, Grand Prix are getting more and more popular because there's a bunch of them. I mean, yeah, so there's more of them. So there's some heartbreak stories, like in Virginia, where Shaheen uh, <sighs> Shaheen Sarani loses in in the Dude, in the finals. Whole fucking top and eight was ridiculous. It was okay. awful. Well, hang on, like, like there are a lot of people we know, but hang on, just a sec. Like he ends up losing to a guy that honestly nobody knows. There's some nobody. There's like our whole top eight was pretty stacked, and there was like two people Sorry, whose Michael names Conroe. I didn't recognize or nobody, and so. Like I'm just saying, Shaheen is the kind of guy who will travel to a lot of events. He will he will go and he would get a lot of money out of, value out of out of that prize. Yeah. I heard it straight out of his mouth. Actually, uh, I just wanted him to win after obviously after top eight was announced. If I had made it to top eight, I wouldn't want me to win. But I wanted him to win because uh, I heard it straight from his mouth during the day. Uh, he's pretty much retiring at the end of the year. Oh yeah. Uh, his last event, he said his last big event. He's not going to travel anymore. Is going to be Worlds. Um, he okay. said that, well, it, like, and that would be really cool for him is like to retire as state champion. Yeah. Retire as state champion. Maybe even like retire as some kind of world's competitor, but like, or, or high ranking world's competitor. But I don't know. I feel really bad because, uh, he kind of got screwed when, uh, wizards switched over to planeswalker points. And then he got screwed a little bit more when star city didn't hold all of their promises when they decided to switch to the new system. The new system. Okay. So, let's, bring like, her, let's bring it back around. What was the K value, or what was the like multiplier value for states? Of states? states? One, one, one. So, like that—that that was the I thing. I told that, you this right on on cast the, when I won states. They yeah, like thirty three points. Thirty three points for winning states. I'm saying like that was the big chatter from a lot of people. Was that is like thirty three more than you deserve. A lot of because you. <laughs> well, I've also been hearing from people that are that are out of contention now that are saying, well, like you see more people sitting at the tables now. You see more people playing more magic longer into the day, even after they're out of contention. I don't even and think that, that's true. And the reason, no, it, it's absolutely true. It's kind of true. It's absolutely true, and we see it now at these big events where people are saying, "Oh, well, I'll stick in for the planeswalker points. Why not?" Where a lot of times before this, they said, "Why would I even play anymore? There's nothing in it for me." Right now, it's more like higher level players, like not even higher level players, but players that have gotten to the point where they kind of care about the value of their their points, um, but aren't like great. They're willing to just play out like before. Like I would, mm. I would X two drop, yeah. you know. And I mean, I, I still do, but <laughs> unless there's like I one did or on two Sunday. rounds left. But I mean, like now, like people care enough to like try and get more points because they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to O two drop because then I just play two rounds and drop thirty bucks for nothing. So they're more likely to like play out some more if they have no other reason not to. Basically, what's the name of the kid who who uh, is it uh, Craig Jones? No, 
the kid who's got his face melting off who had that national scandal a couple of years Wesco? ago. Wesco. Craig Wesco. You can't, um, you can't, you can't, no, you no, can't no, no. meet up with that. The guy whose face is melting off. <laughs> it's the only thing I can remember it right now. Craig, I'm sorry. I know you listen okay, to the fine. cast. I'm hey, sorry. Hey, uh, you know that you know that guy who's always wearing a denim jacket, even in like the summer at, no. at events? Oh, uh, you mean the guy whose face is melting off? Yeah, Craig Wesco. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, Craig Wesco told, uh, wrote an article a couple years ago that actually really impacted me. It was right when I, we, we started doing the podcast where I said, uh, I, I actually met him in Philadelphia. I came up and I actually had to like come up to him and say, thank you for writing this article. It's made me a better player. And what it was, was just, you should stop dropping from events at X and two, because you clearly did something wrong and didn't win the tournament. You're out of contention now. But try to stay in the Find tournament. Out what it is? If you, yeah, like if you think that your deck is good and you still don't know like exactly why you're losing, or you think your deck is capable of winning more than it had, you need to stay in the tournament, keep playing, so that you'll get better. Because these tournaments are the best testing environment you can get. Right. So you should keep playing in them. Oh, don't I know? I mean, I I don't have time to play test. Right. So like, you know, states. I just. I right. pulled this little brew, and I was like, oh, let's go play test and, it, see right. what it's got wheels. I mean, you've already set aside an entire day to play Magic. Why not continue to play Magic even if there's no prize in it? You're right, you're right. And so, and I, I think that if anything positive comes out of Planeswalker points, it's that more players are going to continue to sit there and play more games of Magic. Fair. Absolutely. Fair. And they get yeah, better I mean, They get better as a result. No, I mean, you're right. I mean, I think people should play Magic for fun. That's why I do it. When I drop, it's because I'm not having fun anymore. Right. It's because I I dropped at uh, two and three from this last tournament, and I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, my deck finally, like, crapped out on me, and I'm not even playing against the real decks anymore, and I'm, like, a little bit sad about it. But, like, I stuck in there at least for one more round. Yeah. Where I may have, you know, not done that. So, um, what did we like at States? Um, basically, um... Oh, this we got, guy named Michael Conrad won Virginia States. That's what we didn't like at States. Um, that's what we didn't like at States. I mean, I like the deck. Um, the the other guy in the top eight, uh, Brian Upham, um, he was friends of like Jeff Foster, okay, like yeah. uh, Matt Itell and stuff. But, like he crashed in my place that night. Um, he had a really cool deck. Um, it was a little bit different than the guy who won, um, in the sense that it was just more all in tokens and it, like. It just had like eight crusade effects. Was he the one with the main deck active aggression? Yep. Oh he was man, blowing people out all day with that. Oh, shit. That was so awful. Um, but the guy who won, not that it's an awful deck. It's a real deck. It's been doing well at like all the states events. Like we saw all the lists. Like there was there was like a tokens list in probably every state's list. Pretty much. Um, but like it was just awful because like he played against Kyle Rose in the quarterfinals. Uh, Kyle Rose. Uh, I was watching the match. Uh, you know, they did what their each deck does respectively, like games one and two. And then on game three, Kyle Rose is stuck on three lands. And right. I stop watching when the tokens guy resolves an Elspeth with seven lands in play. Yeah. And Kyle's still stuck on three lands. That's all. I was just like, cool, whatever. Like, I, I it's done. Up. And then like, I leave because, you know, we, you know, I had friends in town, like, you know, Jeff Foster got busted out in the top eight too. So sure. we're just like, fuck it. We're just going to go drink. So we leave and... Uh, you know, I was like, oh, there's no fucking, like, that guy beat Kyle Rose, you know, and Serrani had won earlier. Yeah. So, so there's I was no like, way he beat there's Serrani. no fucking way that Serrani's going to lose. He's playing main deck uh, Black Sun Zenith. Uh, he's playing two main deck uh, Ratchet Bombs that he can search up with his Tezzeret. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no fucking way he loses to this guy. Um, I find out later that evening that Serrani lost. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, like, we went to the PTQ the next day, 
And I five Sarani there. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I hit him. I was yeah. like, what, what did you do? Yeah. He's like, I mulled a five both games. And I was like, mm. oh. He's like, yeah, I didn't mull all day. And it caught up with me in the fucking fight. Apparently, was like, he was sitting on black, black with a Zenith in hand and got yep. beat down by six one. He was stuck on two lands. And mm. his opponent had six one ones on the board. And he's got a black sun zenith in his hand, and he can't draw his third land. Fucking ridiculous. I mean, th- th- that's magic. That's variance. And you know what? That's some serious variance. Good on, good on there. you, Michael Connor, for, you know, riding that wave and yeah. get, getting there. You know, I mean, like, I, I, we're shitting on him real hard here. No, but no, I mean, no. Like, I mean, like, it's, 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 not, it's not, no, right. It's, it's not, not that I don't shitting like on him. The, the deck's fine. The deck's fine. Um, it's just, like, the way that he, the matchup was positioned, like, there's no way that Kyle Rose should have lost. Because Kyle Rose is an amazing player, and his deck had the answers to this deck. Right. He was just mana screwed. And Sarani is also an amazing player, and his deck was even more well-suited to deal with this deck. Right. Like, when Sarani played against uh, Brian Upple, and he beat him. Yeah. And we were, you know, we were talking, and he was like, this is exactly the type of deck I want to play against. Right. Like, this, literally, if I could, like, map out my opponent's deck, right. like, and what it does and its game plan and how I deal with it. I want it to be mono white tokens. Basically. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like this guy was playing white green, like, you know, like basically the same thing. Yeah. yeah like it was just like, yeah, like, sure. Let's play. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. See what happens. Like, yeah. What happens is I mulled the five in two games basically. and got, got destroyed. Yeah. And congratulations. Awful. to the state championship, so, championship, um, so. You know, it sucks. But, you know, Sarani, I mean, he's he's a cool guy. Like, you know, he's not one of those guys. who's just kind of like, you know, this yeah. shit happens. I'm, I'm, took it stride, so. I'm sad. I, I didn't hear that he was. Planning on walking away from the game, but I mean, if if he's got life stuff to do, like I'm, I really hope Planeswalker points wasn't going to like drive him away from. He said ever those were the two again. reasons. But I mean, like, um, if you have kinda... legitimate life stuff, like he's not getting any younger. That guy's not a young guy. He's, he's a so, teacher. He's, he's like doing my fine age. with what he does. <laughs> I'm saying like there's not a lot of you know. 30 plus magic players. What are you, what talking, are you talking about, about at saying, all? I'm saying that a lot of the guys playing this game are young guys. They're all 20 somethings. They're all college kids. That's that's the majority of people that play magic. I'll give you the it majority. It really is. I'll give you the majority. It's the majority. And so, you know, like the guys who do very well and are on the PT, yeah, those guys might be, you know, in their late 20s or maybe even into their 30s. I know many of the people on the Hall of Fame are in their 30s. Yeah. Or But you don't see, like the game just isn't old enough to have matured that the way. The best players are older. That's just the That's because they started out playing Paolo the game probably, in the nineties. Paulo's probably the an exception. Like okay, they were, all the best players are in their thirties or older. But player. you don't think that's because they were twenty somethings when the game started and Who the, the, the game's matured now. Like, so they've grown up with it and they're they're you know, they've had a lot of time to be good. Right. But I mean like there's there's people like Paulo too. Like Paulo's okay. like in his yeah, early twenties. Like, he, 20s. He's, like just, he's, he's he's just finishing university, right? Right. Like he's you know, like good player like like the learning curve stops at a certain point. Like you, you always learn in this game, and obviously the older players have a lot more time to learn. But like the learning curve, like when you once you hit like a certain point, like once you master the rules, like there's only so much more you can learn. Right. Like, like it, Paulo is at the level of many of the top level pros that are older, right? Because he's mastered the rules of the game. I, like I, he understands interactions. There's not a whole lot more you can learn insofar as like. That's concerned. At, like, at, it's at just some point, a matter of just like experience. Yeah, at some point it becomes about networking, about being in a good spot in the metagame, about knowing everything that's going on at this moment. Because, I mean, like the game has progressed to a point, especially with the internet, where we're at a point now where, like, oh ev- my God. I mean, and yeah. I, no, like, no, I'm just thinking, like, back I'm when saying, I first started playing Magic, 
like there wasn't internet. I mean, there was internet, but it was like it was limited to like AOL right. chat rooms. So I'm right. saying like so like I got all my deck lists and shit from like fucking Duelist and like yeah Inquest the dojo shit. yeah yeah. But like, like you think about it now and like this is a guy from Brazil, like and he's networking with people from California. And I, I like a, a little while ago there was a team working for Worlds that was like Iowa and Poland. Yeah. And and those kind of teams don't ever develop unless the internet exists. Right. I mean, they're not going to fucking write chain letters and be pen pals and, and <laughs> have time to work shit out for worlds where, you know, like postage takes nine days. Well, like, I mean, that's just not going to happen. I mean, like the internet is great because it's just information. It's just information. So like everyone who just like pulls a deck list offline, like, you know, everyone can like give shit to the fucking kids who net deck. Like, I mean, I used to be the same way, and I still kind of am. It's like, okay, if you just want to pull a list off the online and build it and play it, fine. Yeah. Okay? Like, if you don't play test it, you're not going to play it well. So I don't right. give a shit. Right. Like, fuck it. Like, pull off the best deck in the world. Like, pull off the best deck. Like, sleeve up Jund. Sleeve up fucking Cobblade. Whatever. Yeah. If you don't know how to play it well, you're not going to play well. Right. So, like... What's your sequence of turns? You've got a bunch of turn twos. Right. So, I mean, like... I never cared about that. Like, I look at lists online all the time, and I do it so I know what to attack. Right. Like, I like to brew. Like, I don't care about actually playing the game of Magic. Like, I'm more concerned with, like, if I could just build a brew and give it to a good player every fucking week, I'd be fucking stoked. Because, I mean, that's what I like to do. I just want to see, like, how my brews actually work, because I'm awful at the game. Like, like <laughs> that's no not shit. Like, later in the podcast, we're going to talk about how fucking awful I am at this game. All right, okay. So, but, I mean, like, it's just, like, to see someone actually... Who knows what they're doing? Pilot something that I know, like, because that's what I like to do. I like to right. see the card interactions, and I'm like, okay, this card interaction, I know this is gonna interaction is gonna work like this, right? Like, it seems well suited in this meta game. It seems like it'll do this and this and this matchup. Like, that's what I want to see. So I love to see like a decent player just take one of my decks and just be like, here, go. Like, clear is like, you know, he's not one of the best players in like he is definitely one of the best players in the area. He's quite good, but um, he's turned into a, his own little end end boss for the area. Exactly. I mean, like, and I love the fact that like me and him get along so well because I'm just like, I was like, oh, like he likes to brew too, and I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm just like, here, take this brew, play it because right. I can't. Right. Like I know I won't do well with this. You do it. <laughs> like here, go. And he's like, okay. You just want to. <laughs> you just want to be people's manager. Yeah. Um, like, exactly. No, no. I exactly. I just want to be like. I just want to be like the endorser for saying like. You fuckers don't have to just pull a deck list offline. Like, yeah. look at the deck list online and know what you have to attack, and you'll like just surprise the shit out of people. Absolutely. If, if uh, like, especially oh now, God. like I we don't have like an oppressive card like Jace or Stoneforge Mystic. Right. I want. Like, I want to talk so, about such a diverse metagame. I want to talk about the list we played so bad, but I, I, I made a commitment. We all made a commitment. We're going to talk about what did well at states because right. we know that's what you want to hear about. So let's right. let's let's let's, let's power you on let's, that. Look, let's power through a bunch of these because. Let's do that. We've All been right. yammering so we on about, for a while. We talked about Mike. He won Virginia. Basically, every white-green list you see online. There's nothing fucking special about his deck. Right. It's a good, solid deck. We're no hate on Mike. Good on you, sir. Like, you know, despite the top eight, like, what happened in the top eight, you crushed for fucking eight rounds. Good so, job. Good job. Like, we're not fucking hating on you. Yeah. Um, Colosso basically just played a tweaked version of Jerry T's Mono Black Infect deck that he posted on Mono Star City. Mono Black Infect? Right. Wait, it's, it's got okay. Distress and it's no, got... No, no, no. This has to be one of the most interesting, innovative, different decks that we saw from the tournament at all. No, I just, no, no, I just no, no, went no. through... No, I just went through 15 really. different states' top eights. Nobody was playing Infect. This deck, um, I saw... This popped up back before the bannings and right. it was doing it, it had it, it showed like little fringe play and like popped up in the various top eights 
I wasn't the list, I, I, you know, obviously because we have the cycle or whatever, but it, it was similar in like it was playing like it was playing like well, Inquisitions and Duresses, and then it would just it was um, it was one of the deck lists that Chapin was talking about playing at um, Worlds. Was it World? Was standard uh, Worlds? It or was, was it? It was one of those big events. It, it was, was a Pro big event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was standard. Wow. This and Chapin looked... was talking about playing Mono Black Infect. This and he was just good. Like, turn one in. He was like turn one discard. Turn two Plague Stinger because turn one your discard you get rid of the removal right and you land one of your two drops and then you just go to town and his list was playing with like I think it was playing swords this like, deck isn't so okay this deck so isn't doing the, any of those things the thought process right, 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 because we don't have that option anymore well, right? hang on the the thought process now is that uh what's the uh, the thought process I I feel like right now is is what's the best creature in standard and I I really do actually kind of believe that it's the Phyrexian uh. Phyrexian Crusader, Crusader and Plague Stinger. Let me let me tell you what he has to poison people with in this right. deck. Okay, we've got four Phyrexian Crusader, four Plague Stinger, four Inkpoth Nexus. Then we've got two Whispering Specter, which is the three mana one one. And so we, good. And it's we've really also really good against the control. Deck. Insane. We've also got two Blight Dragons, and then we've uh, got. It's also really good against pretty right. much everything. And then we've yeah. also got two Contagion Clasps for Proliferate. Those okay. are those are right. all the things that we have to, to well, poison revoke, them with. You think about I mean, you think to, about you don't the have meta to game. To me about and, poison. All and right? you know right. what? Like, I love me some yeah, poison. Kazu's yeah, been playing poison forever. Those guys we're, we're, are those guys are backed up by four lash writhe and yeah. uh, some dismember, some doom blades, and then virulent wound. I guess was incidental poison. Is there distress in this list? Uh, yeah, there two. is. There's good. two, and yes. then it's got three Liliana and two Tezzeret's Gambit. Right. And this deck actually it looks good to me. Right. I, like it as something that I have never seen before. Jared I don't know. Six really minutes ago, a whole lot of losers. Like, I'm saying right. if he actually puts it in print, like he brews a lot. Like if he puts it in print, it's probably something that he thinks it's something is a decent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jared T really doesn't actually do the uh, the classic. Uh, I'm gonna print up something that doesn't actually do very well, so that you all play it and I can beat you. Oh, they're drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he kidding. plays those. I know. I know. He plays those. Uh, he, he says how badly he does with them, and then goes to states and wins. <laughs> uh, it, it's more like it's more like old school Mike Flores, right? Uh, and and yeah, well, actually, let's move on to uh, actually Mike Flores's list. Oh, oh you mean the wor- hold on. You- are, are we gonna do that right now? Are we gonna wait? I think I think we need to drop this bomb. This is the let's worst deck it's of the week. Worst deck of the week, baby. I'm sorry, Mike yeah. Flores, but oh Drew, man, no. When I okay, I don't have Star City Premium. I refuse to pay that website money anymore. But like <laughs> when I saw the headline, I'm like blue red satchel control <gasps> i started salivating i was like i should yeah. give them money I, sh- I need to see what this list <laughs> I know. is he's he, like he called up bros oh. he's like bros pull this up i want to see this list. <laughs> I need to, can you email the me only that one list? With Star Premium, i need to so. i need to know because mike flores played a blue red control deck and i love blue red control it's like my favorite thing ever here's what i will say about this deck okay when snapcaster first came out like we i, I said it on the cast like a few weeks ago when I was like, I think the best place for Snapcaster Mage is a blue-red control deck. Absolutely. Uh, because just like everything in your deck is going to have value. Right. And Mike Flores, being the Asian master that he is. <laughs> Asian master. I think me and Mike Flores would have great time together. You'd have babies, actually. Because I've listened to Top 8 Magic, and the man likes to eat. Ooh. He oh, is, he's a foodie. He's a foodie. Like exactly. Oh, I just need to go to New York and hang out with Flores. They introduced me to gourmet chocolate bacon, and God... My life has not been the same since. Is there non-gourmet chocolate bacon? I mean, it's all it's all pretty gourmet. But I'm just saying, like, chocolate bacon, look it up. All right, so in case you guys are wondering, if you guys are for some reason not reading Star City, uh, he rocked a uh, what he calls four-color control 
but he splashes black and green for the buyback spells. Um, and they're just like, it's like just four, four drowned catacombs and three rootbound crags uh, for his splashes. Okay. Um, but basically he's just all in on sorceries. He's literally got four snapcaster mages and one batter skull as his creature package. Like that's it. Yeah. Everything else is just like, Boom, 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 boom. Spells, apparently spells, he, spells, spells. Apparently he boarded in those Frost Titans a whole bunch, though. I mean, he should probably just main deck them. Like, he really just needs a closer. Like, you can't just count on Brimstone volleying your opponent to death. Like, nobody ever won a game of Magic by just playing four Lava Axes. Right. Well, they did, but it wasn't, like, a high level. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. And they're not even Lava Axes unless you kill something as well. So well, the great know. thing about Snapcaster Mage is that he dies really easy. Uh, true. <laughs> oh, actually, the really great thing about Snapcaster Mage is you actually have to cast, uh, what was it, three times? Yeah, yeah but check it out. Here, here's a cool interaction. Like, your opponent swings in, you play Snapcaster Mage, target the Brimstone Volley in your graveyard, block his dude, kill your, your Snapcaster Mage, and then you and play Brimstone, Brimstone Volley to the face. Yeah. So, And you've already domed them for three yeah, at that point. And, like, Druidic Satchel just buys you so much time. Like, it ramps you so, like, all your spells are just value. Like you just you can play everything you want to play because you're ramping the druidic satchel and you're buying time because you're gaining life. Um, I really think like this type of deck, like I'm not even kidding, like laugh at me if you want. I feel like this is the type of deck that wants Delver of Secrets. Uh, not even a joke. Like the Delver three two flyer on turn really two is insane. Look, yeah. Casby, it's already the worst deck of the week. You want to make it even worse? Oh yeah, like, honestly. Oh yeah. Me and Flores <laughs> have a connection. That yeah. you wouldn't understand as a Caucasian, sir. Uh, did you know what? Okay, you know what? It's it's something that only the the eastern, the only eastern the part of the world only, the only knows. The understand. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike Flores said that this is not not only the deck that he would recommend to everyone playing, but he said that it's the best deck, and not only he would recommend it, but anyone who ever watched him play this mat this game or uh, this deck during a game. Would have recommended it as well. Literally the best deck ever, ever. The best deck in the format. He said it, and apparently everyone who watched him play said it was fucking fantastic okay. as well. So he finished in 12th uh, place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. 12th place. 11 places below what is best at that tournament. <laughs> right. Where is he coming from when he says this? Spoiler, I finished better than Florian. Whoa! <laughs> what? Obviously, I played the best deck. I wanted the worst deck of the week, my own deck. Oh, that would have been so good. No, Michael upstaged you. But he upstaged me by fucking playing Druidic Satchel. I think that's... I mean, on value... It's a great card. On value. Have you, ever, have you played against it in, in, like, Limited, which is the only place you would play against <laughs> let me, it, I let me guess? Tell you but I'm saying, like, if I, if you get a Druidic Satchel in your M12 sealed deck or your draft, you're I like, could, I could table only, slam. I could, Every deck wants this. I can only imagine against, the look on his opponent's faces when they're like, oh, man, I got to play against Flores. And, like, you know, they, Flores is, like, a mad genius. So they're just like, right. oh, my God. Like, he's what do I have to do? do? And then he's just like, turn three, Druidic Satchel. And they're like, uh, what? what? It yeah. activates for like, how much? Look Two. For, like, Two? The furrowed brow. The furrowed brow of just like looking at it and be like, huh? What just. Like, yeah, even what? if they know what the card does, they're just like, like what are you doing? What did he just do? I, well, actually, if I played against him, I would have been like, oh man, I wish I had your deck. Because before, like, when, when rotation was happening, I was like, Druided Satchel is like the new Jace. And then I heard that Sean McKeown said that, and I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> Sean McKellen apparently is the one who was like, uh, Druidic Satchel is like the new Jace. And, uh, and Flores said, uh, it's like the new Gideon Jace or, um, what, what's it? 
Yeah, I don't know. Stream of life. Stream of life. Whatever. <laughs> he was making he was picking three different planeswalkers, and then Sean McKeown just kept calling it Jace all day. And I was like, it feels kind of like Jace, except it feels like primeval Jace Titan. All right. Sword of Satchel is a very good card. I it's like good. this card. Um, I don't like. I actually don't like it in his deck. Um, I like it in like a mid range kind of control deck that plays with a decent mix of creatures and spells. Um, his is just all in on control, and I don't like it particularly. I like um, being all in on control. I don't like the fact that the deck doesn't have a planeswalker in it at all. And I'm sorry, like uh, it and, seems like Chandra would fit in here, right? This is this is it one. It seems like Chandra would fit in here, right? Yes, this is one of the thing. This is one of the issues I have with Magic in general now. Is like you can build a really good deck, but your deck didn't put any planeswalkers in it. So now you're you're sitting there thinking, why am I playing this deck? Like, I, don't I think we drop one of his Dissipates and one of his Forbidden Alchemies, and we play with two Chandras, and the deck's got real few. New Chandra's pretty good, and that's a card we didn't uh, see get any you're play Especially like, when you're all in on spells. Like, yeah. uh, all right. I, I just have to I just have randomly mention here. Uh, I, there, there was a guy who was playing at Our States that uh, was doing some of the craziest crap I've seen in Standard over the past year. But oh, did you see the Burning Vengeance deck? It was not a Burning Vengeance oh, deck. Okay. That deck yeah, would like cool. one in seven, I think, in our states. Uh, because of all the artifact gate. But that deck actually, I liked a lot. Okay, Burning Vengeance. It not wasn't a real one deck. in seven. Chris Burroughs continued. Burning Vengeance. Uh, Chapin passed a uh, Grixis Vengeance list, so it was pretty cool. But anyway, um, the, uh, the this list was Modern Red Planeswalkers, okay? So check out the kind of things he was doing all day. I watched him with a Koth, Six Lands, and a Chandra Firebrand in play. Uh, he untaps, he taps all of his mana, he then, uh, it was actually... F- Minus two's cost. <laughs> it, uh, it, was, it was five mountains and a, and a ghost quarter. He taps all of his mountains, he minus two's his cost, he copies, and he devils play his opponent for 20. Uh, I, someone was telling <laughs> me about that, and he was like, when his opponent was playing like weird life gain stuff, <clears throat> was playing like, uh, I think he resolved like, uh. A timely reinforcements or something to that effect. And then uh, over the course of the game, he had burned him down and swung with some mountains. <clears throat> right, right. And, an, um, and uh, it was one of my friends who was watching a match. And he was like, uh, yep, you got me a 20. Yep. And the the guy that you're talking about, I'm assuming it's the same guy. Yeah. I only saw one of this deck. Yeah. Um, he was like, you're a 20 life? Cool. Magic number. Yep. <laughs> yep. And like, so cool. Over the course of the next two turns, it was just like, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. And he also played a Karn. He played a Karn off of a Koth. He was like, okay, turn four Karn, uh, turn four Koth, turn five, mountain, tap four mountains in my ghost quarter, minus two Koth, play Karn, and exile, I, don't know, I, I don't know. Yeah, exile something. It was insane. This is one of those moments in the podcast where I'm just not going to say anything because I don't understand what's <laughs> going on. You guys are talking about cards I don't know. And, talking about Bruta, uh, baby. Devil's, yeah. play, yeah. Devil's play is Blaze with Flashback. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It was cool, and props to that guy. Moving on. Awesome. Uh, who else right. did White well? Green Humans. The White deck, Green Humans. Deck that... got, this guy got second in New Mexico. Um, who got first in New Mexico? Did we even uh, pick that? It was a like, nope. no thing. Nope, yeah. just got the second place deck in New Mexico. The one that looked fun. The, more uh, fun the guy one. that was playing four uh, adaptive automatons. He's playing Ugh, the deck. He's playing apparently. Lords, dude. Apparently, I mean, Lords, Lords are good. Apparently, he's playing the deck I was supposed to be playing. Absolutely. Yes, but absolutely. We, uh, if you've right. been following us on Facebook, you'd know what I played. Here, check this out. Okay. We've got all these battle cry effects. We've got four 
a quarters paladin, and we've got four Hamlet captains. Those are, are both battle cry, battle cry, yeah. Battle cry. Yeah, well, captain is a little bit different, but battle cry. But, but basically. he's basically battle cry. All uh, the humans we've got you Mayor got. of Averbrook and Adaptive Automatons as straight up lords in the deck. Yep. Um, we've got Champion of the Parish, which is like the new fucking like. Hot a free blade. Hot a free blade. Uh, even better than that. Oh, yeah, like, it's mostly a hot a free blade. And we've got Mirror Crusader, which is just like the fucking stone nuts. I mean, like, he's like some. Deck. He's a real good he's guy. Like, he's like Goblin Guide uh, slash. I gotta knock this Wild deck on its lack of Doom Traveler, though. Uh, oh no, God! Why no do you Doom, like that card no so Doom much? Travelers. Just, why uh, do you like you guys, that? In case you guys are out there wondering about some kind of sick tech to deal with Kessig Wolfron, uh, the answer is Mirror and Wolf. Uh, Mirror Crusader. That guy oh, just fucking rolls that deck. Oh my god. Yeah. Like they, they literally have nothing to do against that guy. Like okay. if you get that guy in play and can protect him from Well they can slag storm. storm. No, 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 no. But They're, you can protect a lot of the decks him from that. that are playing Mirror Crusader are also playing that fucking angel thing. And these guys, this guy's playing mutagenic growth. Yeah, the, the things I don't understand about this deck is it's got two dismember, fine removal spell, seems good. Mutagenic growth, two of travel preparations, two of those seem like really awkward. Travel like preparations over at all. is awesome, is so a, good. Is a sorcery. I'd play it twice. <laughs> Just say it. Like I don't. I mean, yes. If you Four travel, mana lord. It's you, another lord effect. You, except... tra- you travel prep your mirror and crusader. It's super good. I understand. You flash right. it back. It's so, even better. So when is travel preparations bad? When you need to pump your guys at instant speed. You, don't do you never need to do speed. that. Oh, we don't ever do anything. You never need to. to do that. All right. What about I'll, mutagenic I'll play, growth? When is it bad? When your opponent has untapped mana, it's like okay, I'll play. I'll play travel preparations. Okay, yeah. I'll mana leak. Mana leak. Cool. All right, I'll, I'll go travel ahead and buy preparations. It back. Yep, <laughs> got that. It's like cool. Now my mirror crusader is still huge. Boom. Yep. Boom. That was, I don't. I don't that care. Gross. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that was that's not even an empty beer. No, it's a full beer. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm done with that beer. Don't worry about Ooh. it. Ew. Burroughs is gonna drink it. What? Oh, oh God. no! Not anymore. This not one's anymore. mine. This one's right. mine. Is there a sharpie around? We gotta mark that beer. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> these are the most flattering portions of the podcast. This is the best <laughs> podcast ever. Hang on, Chris. Hang on. Everyone reports. Everyone reports. Get it the fuck out of your system. Oh my god, this is insane. I just ate a giant burrito too. You, you can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs> almost just right. vomited into his own beer. Hold on, hold on. And then hold Chris Casby is farting his hold ass. On, hold on, hold <laughs> on. That's I, a pink. Sock in the making. <laughs> Diesel has poured me like a pint of vodka. In the last, like I ask him for like a half a glass of vodka, and he pours me like a half of a glass. This is the second time you've done that, Sale. I have a doing? lot of phlegm in my lungs. Oh god! I might have tuberculosis. Oh. Would you like to continue podcasting? Oh. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So um, we talked a little bit. We talked a little bit. Hold on. Hold. Fort holding. Fort holding. Get go, go. Just do it. Just laugh. Laugh, laugh, laugh. laugh, laugh. Yakety, yakety, yak. D-Sail cannot this hold his shit. Cannot hold his shit. This is the worst. I don't even know what to do with this. D-Sail is the worst at shit holding. I'm saying it's break time, guys. No, no, no. Let's get through these deck lists, then we'll break time before we start. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, my God. I'll just podcast like this for the rest of the fucking night. <laughs> I'm going to wear my Terminator glasses. <laughs> 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 
It's the worst shit ever. He walks up to He walks up to the table on the pizza queue. And I'm like, he's got this like badass look at him. And he's got the turban. I'm like, it's it's dark out and you're wearing the sunglasses inside. So it's sunglasses at night inside. Double fucking like bad can yellow I, card. Can I tell the story? Because that is getting on the podcast anyway. Can I tell the story? Yes, yes. Uh, literally, I was, uh, it was like the money round for a bunch of people we know. Yeah. I was, I sat down. I was like, okay, Casby looks. Is this No, Casby looks like he's got his locked up. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to peace out. I'm going to sit down next to Michael Rooks. I'm going to watch his match against some random. I sit down next to his match. I just do this like on my arm. And I was like, do this. And I'm just like watching his game, chilling, doing my thing. And at some point, I just end up dozing off. Like, right. I, I had the Terminator glasses on. Right. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> right. There's no way. Like, it doesn't and make any sense. So I'm like sitting there watching the game. Like, I was literally watching the game, but in a in a arm cradled position that could make me go to sleep. And something like retarded happened in their game. I still don't know what it was to this day. Right. But they're like, uh, Wait, what life are you at? Are you or like was this the damage that happened there? And they Doesn't had make any sense? and they're like, I don't know. You were watching the game the whole time. What happened? And I like, I went, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> and then he comes up and he tells us the story. And we're just we're dying. Like I was, I was already dying. The fact that he swaggered the fuck up to my table with this with this Terminator glasses thing going on. And then he tells us a story. I'm like, you're the most ridiculous bastard in this whole place. You, you, okay, here's what's the kick of the troll. Are you ready for the kicker? These aren't my glasses. I stole them for, in round one. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You weren't even wearing them when you got there. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I definitely picked them up off a table at the player meeting. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Killing me! Oh god! Just oh. straight die. That was awesome. That was awesome. Oh god! Are we done? Are we good. done, fellas? Can we get back? I was good. Let's get can back. We, to can we talk <laughs> back? To, can, we, can we get back to talking magic cards? Don't cry. It's so good. They do appear naked. All right. So uh, obviously you just heard that little. So we're back from uh, busting up laughing over Terminator glasses. Uh, we're going to talk about two more deck lists. Uh, and then we're gonna go smoke a cigarette and give you a longer loop. Okay, two more, two more deck lists. Let's power through them. So we talked a little bit about Kyle Rose. He got fourth at our Virginia State. Uh, he was playing a, a little bit tweaked version of Solar Flare. No um, Lilianas, correct? No Lilianas. Um, and I actually talked to him about it, um, you know, because uh, we, we played at one point in state. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, you know, he was just like, yeah, Unburial Rights is like my least favorite card in the deck. He's, he playing, he's like, playing two of them, yeah. Uh, he's right. playing two main deck and, um, oh, yeah. I thought there was one on the board. Uh, he said uh, that if he had to make a cut, he would probably cut Unburial Rights down to one um, main deck. And I thought he was playing more on the board, but apparently he just wants it down to one in the main deck. Um, 
He said it was just that card that like sometimes Solar Flare has like a tendency to like dirtle. Yeah. Like it just kind of like it's just like I'll draw a card, I'll draw a card, I'll draw cards. Like it just right. it digs it just draws a lot, so many and cards. It just doesn't dig the right things in the right order. Right. Like you know, sometimes you're just like, okay, well, I gotta bend these fucking Sun Titans because I have to get my land drops. Right. Exactly. Or sometimes you're like, oh, I gotta bend these fucking land drops so I can get this counter spell that I need. Right. So it's just like, it's it's kind of awkward, like the way it plays out sometimes. Like I will say, I still like all the things. This deck. Let's talk about the things this deck does right. It's got the the Sun Titan for Phantasmal Image combo, right? Yeah, which the, the chain, it's got the, the chain, chain, which yeah. is super good. Like if you guys aren't aware of this, you play a Sun Titan Phantasmal Image in your yard can return on Sun Titan, you get another trigger to return another thing from your right. And now you, you just, have two Sun Titans. You get all your Phantasmal Image and then a land or like, some other irrelevant It's crap. really difficult for your opponents to deal with that. That's kind of the end I game more this often is than setting that, it's up. probably Snapcaster Mage. Um, even though his, his flashback thing is irrelevant, he's just a 2-1 body. Well, actually, you, you actually flashback uh, Doomblade. You usually flashback a if Doomblade you, oh, on that you turn. Got the man to do it. Yeah. yeah. Like and so like the Sun Titan end game is kind of what this sets up a lot. And then it's also got two worm coil engines and a consecrated sphinx to kind of shore up everything and, and just do the all around control style. Right. Like what do you got? What do I need to keep? Right. I have too many sixes. And, so. and you know, some and, and Solo Flare doesn't even care about binning Sun Titans, but you need to find the fucking unburial rights. I played right. this deck for fun at a at a Well Monday- that's that's why you don't care about binning the Sun Titans. Right. But like he was just like Sometimes you got an unburial rights in your hand, and it's never the right time to play it. Right, you know, and it's There's just, just like not a, the right it's time. It's just like cool. I just started this game on a mold of six. Right, like it's just like it's just bad sometimes. Right, and which is why the deck so originally only played two, and it's actually it's fairly oppressive on your a mana base to buy it back because you have to get it into your bin, which is hard to do when it's in your opening mitt. Right, and like it's just yeah, it's just like you know, especially without Liliana, like there's no way to get it into your yard. Right, right, right. Exactly, yeah. He's got so. he's got all the classic like a, bu- a bunch of one of type stuff in his board. So I, like literally, Solar Flare is gonna try to do controlly type stuff that involves Snapcastering, Wrath of God, and two mana mm-hmm. removal spells to finish you off and then beat you with some kind of six. Well, I was at work earlier today, and I was like, I've I've saw I've seen like a lot of the the better players playing uh, Solar Flare, and I was like, okay, the the best interactions that the deck has is Sun Titan Chain. And Snapcaster for all your removal and counter spells. So it's just like you don't need all the stupid shit in this deck. You don't need unburial rights. You don't need like you know, like all the black stuff. You don't need the black removal. Like like the best things that this deck does is just like Snapcaster Mage for Counterspell. Right. And Sun Titan for Sun for Phantasmal Image. Right, right, absolutely. So it's like just play fucking blue white. Right, exactly. Like clean up your mana base. Just play blue white. Just do it right. You you, like, you don't get like, the raw get power out of Liliana, but you still but you get all the good things that the deck right, does. Exactly. Like you can still play Forbidden Alchemy because you can just Snapcaster it back and still get the same value. Right. Exactly. All right. So. We're not going to talk about Wolfer on Brown. That's like that, the that, fuck we aren't. I love oh Travis. Oh god. Wu. Can we talk about Travis Wolf, Wu, Can we can man. we talk about the red green version first before yeah. we talk oh, about the insane? Seen, everyone's seen this deck. Okay. Okay. Hang on, just, stop. just tell me what it does before we talk about the insane variant that exists. It plays a primeval titan. And it goes and gets a bunch of Inkmoth Nexuses and Kessig Wolfruns and just wins. It hopefully wins with with uh, trampling uh, Inkmoth Nexuses. But I also oh, want to no, mention... No, no. Well, here's the thing. That's, that's what everyone assumes is the case. You just go with whatever game plan will 
finish its quickest. Well, I've okay. So there are a lot of they, basically are, whenever they play a primeval titan, it puts three threats on the board that your opponent has to deal with. Because well, okay, a lot of the lists these days are right now running uh, uh, Viridian emissary Anthron, and it's good for you to get those early beats in with emissary against control decks, and then you can activate an uh, a Nexus, and you can attack with everything and let your your opponent figure out the blocks or figure out his removal because without some kind of huge turn you can either just grind them out with like you can Keswick Wolf run whatever you think is your least likely uh dude to survive the thing but what's most important is if you attack with two different game plans and they have to make blocks you can literally probably kill them with one or the other because Viridian Emissary gets those early beats in also speaking of Viridian Emissary and Thrun I want to mention that uh, these days, if if any of our listeners are, listeners are going to be playing Keswick Wolf Run, I would recommend one sort of Feast and Famine in the main because for the mirror, for the mirror because and control is actually pretty nice too. It's not bad, yeah, but I mean you don't get a whole bunch to do on your turn, uh, Beast Within or whatever. But right. uh, the the really important bit is you get in the mirror, you get all these fucking dudes that are staring at each other because no one wants to give your opponent land in a in a ramp mirror, and then you're like, okay, well, I mean, like, maybe I get two beats in. I, I, I get a beat in for two when we're, we've got opposing Viridian Emissaries, and then I play another Viridian Emissary, and you're like, haha, we don't trade damage to the rest of the goddamn game. And then, uh, like, you get, ta-da, uh, this, this, this sort of Feast of Ammon, you draw off the top, you're like, this thing just wins the game. Like, at any point in the game, you get a, a whole bunch of dudes that are staring at each other, and you just win the game with it. They they pretty much have to have a Solemn Simulacrum in play already or a Worm Coil engine to, to completely shut it down. Well, and even then, you can equip it onto a worm, uh, onto an Ink Mob Nexus itself, even if you don't have the, the Kessig Wolf run in play. And it gets pretty nutter butters. Like, it gets bad. I Okay, can, what I will say about this Wolf run deck is that it was very, very popular. This Wolf Run deck showed was up everywhere. a lot. It was in, everywhere. In, in a lot of different top eights, it was all over the place. I don't think it's unbeatable. I think that we're going to see a move towards a couple more Ghost Quarters in people's main decks. Just because, you know, you your opponent can't spend all their mana and go all in on one Ink Moth Nexus. All you have to do is have a Ghost Quarter sitting in play on Yeah, tap. exactly, exactly. And, and so, it's not like it's inherently busted or anything, you just have to play the correct lands or do something that stops it. Right. Uh, the deck from Brisbane, the blue-black control deck that we didn't get in our... I, I, don't, I don't have it available. Uh, they were playing Ring Flesh. Yes. Because... Two main, one on the board. It's Shouto Yusuka! It's minus... No, that was Jeremy Neiman. It's minus... Uh, Shouto was also playing. Yeah, there were three of them in the top eight. Okay, it okay. was minus three, minus one for a B at instant speed. And it just happens to kill Ingmoth Nexuses, as right. well as a bunch of other incidental dudes. Right. It doesn't, well, it doesn't get to trade, unfortunately. With like, You don't get a lot of the value that you would in Limited, where you get to you know make a dude uh, small enough and then not kill my guy. So it's literally just a, a removal spell because of my creature. But there are enough X1s in the format... That I think that not only Ring Flesh is good, I almost feel like Mortar Pod should be making a combat comeback right now. It's possible, uh, and I'm I'm actually surprised to see that Pure Steel Paladin decks did not they didn't perform they didn't really like perform, right? they didn't put up any results in this format. Not like, um, um, do you want to know why Pure Steel Paladin did not put up a result? I would love to. Um, Ancient Grudge roll it rolls to fucking Liliana. Does it? 
Yeah, that's the kind of deck that really puts one one germ token or one paladin or one, like one creature into play and then sticks all the equipment on uh, it. Oh, you're right. You're um, right. My so, buddy Etris uh, was rocking pure still for a while, and he was just like, you know, he showed up, and I was like, oh, you're rocking pure still today? And he's like, no way. I was like, what? And he's like, there's way too many fucking Lilianas in this room. Like, he's just like, I can't beat that card. Wow. It's, it's the reason that I played Doom Traveler is because it... It's a natural counter to Liliana. You have Dune Traveler. They say sack a dude. I get a 1-1 one, one flyer. My 1-1 one, one flyer finishes your Whoa, Liliana. We haven't gotten to this Doom Traveler yet. I mean, the Doom Traveler tech is, is pretty deep. I'm going to say it's, right. it's a real deep, deep kind of tech. So, so I drew a little picture of a, a guy who loves going on break. A guy who uh, loves No, no, no we got one more. We got one more. One oh, more. God, Travis Wu. Travis Wu. Oh, uh, you Asian motherfucker. Kessig Wolfron. I'm a this is actually pretty sick because he doesn't deal with the dirtily like badness of playing the dual colors. Yeah, like he just he's playing one mountain and one rootbound crag, and that's it. Yeah, like he has. All right, here's why I like his deck. Okay, this is called Wolf Run Brown. By the okay, way, okay. The reason that I like Wu's deck is because he doesn't have to worry about his mana until the turn that he's going off with Primeval Titan. Right. He accelerates into Primeval Titan various ways. He can play with Rampant Growth. Into Solemn Simurakum, into Primal yeah, Titan. Yeah, Primal Titan. He can go Birds, into Sphere, into Primal Titan. Right. <laughs> Basically, it's Birds into Palladium Mirror, into Primal Titan. Or he can go... Um, that's about it. That, the, that's he, pretty, he I mean, has, that's, there's, there's, there's an extra way, redundant a, looks, a little extra way to ramp into There it. is a lot of redundant ramp in this deck. Right. Um, but the great thing about his deck is when he's... The, the decks that were putting up decent results against Kessig Wolfron were the red decks. Right. Uh, because they're just, they have such an incredible clock on you. Um, so he's playing four Glimmer Posts. Right. And so, that's so when you get to your sick. prime time, it's a big you difference. Your, you yeah. go get your prime time, you go get two Glimmer Posts. That's right. four life right there. Right. Okay. When you swing, you go get two more Glimmer Posts. It's that's 16 eight life. That's eight life. Because it goes, eight. it gets two more and it checks both of all the, the posts. So it gets four for each. You gain post. four and four. Right. Oh, so you're, right, you're, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It is eight apiece. Yeah. Um, so gaining 10, uh, 12 life against red deck wins it's is pretty, pretty good. Huge. It's pretty And awesome, then you yeah. just swing in and then you go get your right. plan. And your, your prime you, time you isn't going to get killed by red. Exactly. They, I mean, like, they can't kill that thing. So. I, I was... I was Snap worst deck of the week on this, but like after yeah, I saw like oh. Copper Mirror and Palladium Mirror, yeah, but and, and it actually just, it, it's Woo's just a welcome to Travis Woo, man. All right, looks janky. Um, I thought about Living playing death mirrors. All over I thought about playing mirrors, um, because it's just another turn two accelerant into your four drops. So it's not yeah. bad. Right. Um, we're gonna go yeah. smoke cigarettes. We're gonna come back talk about our awful shits that we I got. Played. Hang on, I gotta, I gotta say There's that awful I, I about confused, what I played, sir. <laughs> I, co I confused your picture of a guy who wanted to go on break with a guy who loved Travis Wu decks until you drew the speech bubble that says "I heart Travis Wu." I want to make from I the make guy. Shirts that say, I so uh, that guy does not like breaks. He only likes Travis Wu. So we're gonna be back in a minute. It's raining outside, so we're gonna take a quick cigarette break, and we will be right back with our experiences from states. If you hate that, then. Turn it the fuck off.
Right, I mean, that's internet happened. land. That's happened. That has happened. You guys just came back from listening to a little Credence because it's rainy outside when we smoked our cigarettes. I just want to know. Have you ever seen the rain? Have you ever seen the rain? I think I just did once. I mean, I avoided getting rained on because I don't smoke cigarettes. So. Fair. I just drink more when they're on break. So, <laughs> so DCL, you rocked. You put up on our Facebook. That if you, you guys... Were- no, if you guys followed us on Facebook, you already know. You already so, know. Just say. Desail played fucking white stuff. Caucasian penis. I play. I I called yeah, it good it guys. My... I called it good guys white. Good guys white. Because yeah, originally it had a, a lead inquisitor in it. Uh, he didn't end up making the cut in the end. He's kind of a good guy. But uh, like it was just it was just all the good guys. Like okay. I mean, Innistrad's all about the bad guys that that want to beat up on you. But good is still. Good. See, like, the thing is, it's not have, good did you ever did, like? Do you think you could beat Obi Wan Kenobi in a sword fight, Fuck in a yeah, lightsaber absolutely. fight? Absolutely. Because all he has to do is be Darth Vader, and he just fucking caves. Done. Well, I mean, like, if you're Darth if Vader, you cut him then down, you could probably beat Obi Wan Kenobi. But I'm saying, like, I I chose to play Obi Wan Kenobi for this for this event. See, but you got cut down. Did you get stronger? Neg. No, I just became immortal. Ooh. Neg. That's, so, I that's mean, stronger. No, like, you thought you were Obi Wan, and then you just ended up being one of the Jedi's that got slaughtered in Clone Wars. Attack of the Clones. I mean, kids. <laughs> I mean, the, th- the thing about being a mo- little Padawan that just got cut in half. That's the thing about being immortal is that you know, hey, like, Master Anakin. Being, Sometimes you die. <laughs> I mean, like, be, like being dead doesn't stop you from being immortal. So, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So. So uh, what was your record on the day? Uh, two and three. Two and three. Okay. Um, uh, so, what, so for what, what did you like? Okay. About your so deck? For, so for those like? of you guys not in the know, I guess uh, I played mono white weenie. I had uh, six splash red. I had sixteen one drops, mm-hmm. uh, eight two drops, and four three drops, and then I had uh, eight instant speed overruns in Guardians Pledge and Rally the Peasants, which has a flashback for two and an R. So we played uh, three cliff topper treats. And uh, we ended up cutting the Elite Inquisitors at the last minute for uh, Grand Abolisher. Because Grand Abolisher, like, also a human, uh, prevents your opponents from counterspelling things. And there's no such thing as vampires. Yeah, like, if they they get, you know, confused about what you're doing or they don't expect the overrun, Grand Abolisher actually, like, they were sitting on some mana leak or something because they didn't think that, that you were lethal. And then... Both of these effects, they are three mana instant speed plus two, uh, plus two plus two or plus two plus zero oh, uh, to your team, and you just get in there for lethal. And a deck with twelve um, one drops, uh, sixteen one drops. Oh, you upped it. Yeah, no, we were playing sixteen. We had a uh, Doom Traveler, Elite Inquis- or Elite Vanguard, uh, Doom Traveler, and Gideon's Lawkeeper. Um, so we had we had all sixteen of those. Um, if, if I could have found another one drop that was worth playing, I probably would have. Um, the closest one was uh, uh, Selfless Cathar, which sacks himself to give each creature plus one plus one until end of turn. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out he's awful, so we didn't play him. <laughs> we um, tested him. Yeah, like I tried, I tried him out, and then we had a uh, Cloistered Youth, a Quarter Paladin, and um, was that it? Gosh, I feel like I had another one. Maybe I didn't. Um, and then we had Mirror Crusaders. Um, the deck was basically just trying to overrun your opponent very quickly. Um, it didn't really have a plan B, which is a problem. Um, I played against multiple people. I, I, I believe it or not, I tested this deck for probably like two weeks. Um, it used a lot of different things. It went through a lot of iterations. Uh, saw we dropped the honors for the extra. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We didn't even. We were playing mono white without honor of the pure. 
Um, well, Honor- your initial in- incarnation had it, and we just were like, dude, just play more. Plus wasn't two good plus enough. Zero. The yeah. problem is, it, it also doesn't point. Pump cloistered youth. I mean, just a bunch of things. Right. Like, I mean, bad. Guardians Pledge doesn't pump cloistered youth, but Honor of the Pure was worse. Like, yeah. it was worse about that. Where yeah. Honor there of the were... Pure, like Honor of the Pure is just a crusade in the sense that sometimes when you're in like mid to late game where you need to rip something, that's the worst fucking thing. Right. right. So like, there's a reason why the the token decks that you see running around right now they're playing Intangible Virtue, which is uh, Honor of the Pure for token creatures. And it's it's a good card because all they're doing is playing Shrine of Loyal Legions, Elspeth, and in some cases timely reinforcement to get creature tokens, or like Moreland Haunt is also like another token producer, where they just get all these tokens that also get this like intangible virtue, this bonus from it, and they don't have to be the same guy. Because people are like, Why don't you play Blade Splicer? It doesn't get any bonuses from my stuff. Why don't you play um uh mayor of avabrook uh well it, it makes my mana really difficult when i want to play 16 one drops um why don't you play ghost quarter or moreland haunt it again like i want to play 16 one drops they all cost double you i can't afford to like keep a one lander with a ghost quarter right. like it just like I, I cut down to 20 lands because i was trying to be the most aggressive deck possible right um full disclosure i played this deck because well I didn't have Liliana's. I didn't have Snapcaster oh, Mages. Oh, whatever. We could have got you that, and you know that. I understand. I, I probably could have worked you wanted to play pretty, a brew, hard, pretty difficult. And you did. And it was a, you it were was excited a decent about, brew. I, like, and, uh, again, you were excited about blowing people out with Guardians. A lot, a lot of people... Like, I showed the deck to a lot of people. And a lot of people said, you know what? That deck actually looks kind of good. Like, yeah. uh, nobody ever... like Nobody ever tried to talk you out of they it. They never overtly said that deck's unplayable and you can't do it. Right, and so I didn't think that you know, like that that kind of said to me, you're on to something. Like you're on to something. Like you you gotta you gotta keep going with this. Like maybe there is a version of this that is good enough to beat people because yeah. it's it's mono white weenie. People want to believe in yeah, mono there white. There was weenie. a mono white. There was a mono white um, list that did top at sixteen. Top I mean, like states, I didn't have so. I didn't have Shrine of Loyal Legions, which may have hurt me. I didn't have Elspeth, which may have hurt me. I said it a couple times, if I just had some way of like additional reach into other other versions of like 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 I, I tried hero of blade hold for a little while as like okay you wrath my board here's a new here's a new army that's gonna kill you i tried that for a little while i tried swords and those things proved to be too slow it's also like hero blade hold like it's like they day and you're like okay hero blade hold untap crack guardians pledge that's a whole shitload no. of damage. Yes, it is It is a lot of damage. The problem is that if if they wrath you and I spend my turn playing Hero Blade Hold, now they're on five or six mana. And so, like... Right, so, like, if they play if they play anything, they play a Gideon or they play a Grave Titan or they play a Worm Coil Engine, it's, like, your Hero Blade Hold, he, he doesn't do anything anymore. I mean, even with a Guardian's Pledge. Like, it, it doesn't actually kill them. So I mean, it 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 lost a lot of its, its its appeal at that point, and so I I didn't play the Hero Blade Hold, Fair. plain and simple. Uh, so Chris Burroughs, tell us what happened with that was, yours. That was pretty much my experience with uh, my White Weenie deck. Um, it didn't do that well. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It just it really didn't do that well. Chris Burroughs, you did better than I did. Anyway, uh, you played something similar to what Lawrence Creech played at the Grudge Match. It's a right. It's a blue green white bant pod deck yeah 
Not, not, not something that, I mean, I didn't do as well as I would have liked. But I went with the same strategy that I've gone with for the past couple years, which is a green mid-range deck that uh, beats the hell out of a, a mono-red deck and does not lose to Wrath. Uh, not, not at least not one Wrath. Not straight up, yeah. Not straight You're up. You're like, oh, you Wrathed me. It's going to well, be bad. I'm gone, yep. Yeah. Uh, but there are so many one-ups in this list that it, it, there are like four or five linears. I ended up... It's like it plays like a bad limited deck. Yeah. Or a good limited deck, rather. Well, super good limited deck. I ended up... Uh, I, I did a little less than I would have liked. I lost to a blue-white list where I got Wrath, Wrath, Gideon in like two separate games. And then I lost to a blue, green, black uh, Dirtle deck where he Dirtled in game one and I crushed him. He Dirtled in game two and he got me because I was too aggressive. And then he Dirtled in game three... Uh, except he had a turn two mayor of Everbrook, and that just ended up ending the game. Yikes. All his dirtling was fine because he had a mayor of Everbrook. On right, the board. right. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know exactly what to do to him in game two, so I, uh, I try, I, I turned my uh, phantasmal image into his acidic slime, blew up his spell skite, and swung with like three dudes. And he was like, "Okay, Doomblade, flashback, Doomblade with spellcaster, then Doomblade again. Uh, you're out of stuff." <laughs> You did. You did. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I enjoyed the list. Uh, I had probably the most fun out of the list that I've played for the past couple of years. Um, I, I did more thinking than I have in a long time, uh, thanks to Valakut. And uh, I was kind of disappointed that I did not top eight. Now, I don't think it was the deck, because Jeff Foster did top eight with a similar list. Uh, his was more all in, though. Like For the land like, destruction? Yeah. Yeah, he was just like... He found like a spot in the metagame that was weak, and he fucking capitalized it like a fucking champ. Right, like, the mana is not very pretty right now in most decks, and especially Kessig Wolfron. You you you'd think that a lot of acidic slimes would actually get there against Ink Monthexes and Kessig Wolfrons, but uh, actually Elish Norn is a little bit better against both of them. But the 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 best part about it is if you get to acidic slime and then double pod into Elish Norn, you kind of way over the game. Whereas my deck was kind of uh, get some value creatures and then Elish Norn because that locks you out of the game, but you've got these Beast Withins, etc. Um, so I finished right outside where I wanted to be, and such is life. Uh, but I heard that Chris Casby beat uh, Kyle Rose on the weekend. So, I mean, <coughs> um, to be fair, game one, he mauled to five. But um, game two was actually uh, an indication, and game three actually too was both indications of what his deck was supposed to do. And um, you know, I just got there against him. Um, basically, what I played was all right. As, as everyone knows, I put it up on Facebook. Like I was kind of on the on on the fence about what I wanted to play for states, right? Um, and I was literally just like, "Hey, tell me what to play, guys," because up until like Thursday night, I had a werewolves deck built. Yeah, yeah. Werewolves. Like it was red green control, and it was just like all in on crew and outlaws and fucking uh, uh, daybreak rangers. Yeah. And, By the uh, way, how cool is the interaction between uh, any kind of werewolf and counterspells? You get to be like, uh, I am a draw go werewolves deck. Like, flip my huge dude, counterspell you. Also, I, mean, I wasn't that guy. I was. That would have been cool. It would have been. I that, wasn't that guy. I'll be honest, that does not sound awesome to me. 
Uh, really doesn't sound awesome to me. I mean, it sounds all right. Raptor was like, yeah, Mayor of Everbrook is like the new Tarmogoyf because it lets right. you play, it lets you play Mayor and untap and just not do anything. Right. And so you either switch them or your opponent switches them by not doing anything or walks into a counter spell. But um, what I ended up on um, I on Friday night, uh, you know, I go F and M and I drafted, and I am awful at this format, so I scrubbed out and like I went. I don't remember if I two one or one two. Uh, at any rate, I didn't win. So uh, John Davis was there, and he was like, "Hey, what are you playing for states?" And I was like, "Hey, I don't know." And I was like, "John Davis, build me a deck. Here's all my cards. Here's a box of commons and uncommons. Yep. Here's my binder. Make me a deck." So he builds me this awful blue white control deck that fair, looks like Tim Lansdale's awful deck. You, he kind of knows what you like to play anyway, and we know right. what you like to play. You like to play control, yeah. slow. Like there's think twice. There's forbidden alchemy in this format. You, like the Titans are all back. We know that you like planeswalkers. I mean, it wasn't that hard to figure out. You know the the direction you wanted to go. Right. Well, he built me this deck and play tested it. Like he played it. It gets the deck, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's awful!" He even won, and I was like, "Oh, it's awful!" Like I don't, so bad. I'm not playing that. Like it's just all six drops. Like fuck that. So I take apart what he did, and I binder pull a Tezzeret deck. Yeah, Tezzeret. And I was a like, because Tezzeret was what I was on before rotation, and it felt good. Like he did fun things, and he just made artifacts and good stuff. How good was uh, Spellskite for you on the day? Uh, Spellskite was. Fairly good. Um, he was one of the cards that I was just kind of like... Like, the thing with Tezzeret, like, when you play with a Tezzeret, everything in your deck's a threat. So, like, you don't really need to protect anything except Tezzeret. So that's why Spellskite was good, because he protected Tezzeret from O-Rings. Um, but uh, basically where I wanted to be was... I knew going into states that all I wanted to do was be able to play Day Judgment. Right. Like, and I was like, okay, well, I want to be able to play Day Judgment. But that doesn't fit with Tezzeret. And everyone's like, well, just play Black Sun Zenith. I was like, no, Black Sun Zenith is not the same card. No, like, not quite. Day Judgment kills everything. Black Sun Zenith usually just makes stuff smaller. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I know that I want to play Day Judgment. Can I play Tezzeret? And I was like, fuck yeah, I can play Tezzeret. Like, I got a lot of help from this set. Like, you yeah. know, like the new lands and... I'm playing like Sphere of the Suns to accelerate into the Solemns and into Tezzeret. You only played two new lands, but. Right. But I mean, it it fixed it enough. Sure. sure. You know, Um, so um, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to play Tezzeret in Day Judgment. And it is no, no, like so many things. Like people were just kind of like me playing Day Judgment. Like I literally like on a number of occasions, I was just like Day Judgment. And they're like, okay. Then they put me on Solar Flare because my mana base looks like Solar Flare. Right. So I'd play Day Judgment, then I untap and play a Tezzeret. Yeah. And they'd be like, "What? Huh? <laughs> yeah. What a what? Um, like, and playing okay. four, uh, playing four Sphere the Suns, like being able to play Day Judgment on turn three against some decks is just pretty the insane. Nuts. Just the nuts. I mean, it kicked the shit out of my wait, weenie deck. Even though we never, <laughs> even though we never played a game against each other, I will be honest. A turn three Day of Judgment is a good game for <laughs> the white weenies. Um. But, uh, you know, like, I basically what it came down to was like, okay, I know I don't play Day Judgment, so if I'm already playing white for Day Judgment, why not just play Venser? Because it works with all of my little artifacts. It's a flip out your Tumble Magnets, yeah. Contagion Clasps, um, Spheres, etc. So, um, <clears throat> I got I got lucky. Um, I didn't have to play in all eight rounds. I never had to face Kessig, uh, which... 
I think I just roll two. Um, my deck didn't really have any of the tools to deal with it, um, main deck or post board. Um, you know, I was playing like Doom Blades main deck, but that'll only go so far. Like, you know, right. they play a Primeval Titan that I have to Doom Blade. I mean, then they also play an Inkmoth Nexus that I have to Doom Blade. So, one of the better answers that you have to Inkmoth Nexus is Inkmoth Nexus, to be right. honest. That's so. fair. That's fair. Did you play any Ghost Quarters? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the thing about playing with a wonky-ass mana base, which is probably the worst thing about my deck, like, the best card in my deck, like, pretty hands down, was Sphere of the Suns. Like, Sphere of the Suns just smoothed out so many... I didn't mull at all. Like, wow. if I had two lands, I didn't mull. Because it was, like, it was two lands, Sphere of the Suns, deal, keep. Done. Because, like, it's just, like, Sphere of the Suns made everything castable. Did you play 25 lands? I played 25 lands in okay. one Mox Opal. Um, I went. I did a, a very heavy white lean to the deck because everything's very easy to cast in the deck except for day judgment. Right. So I was like, okay, I just went really heavy on the planes. I'll be honest. I think one box opal is so janky. It's I'm a sorry. Little it jank. seems real bad. But that being said, uh, twenty. I wanted a land that produced any color mana, and that's exactly what mox opal was. Okay. So I, I mean, if it worked for you, then it worked for you. Yeah. Like, I thought about playing Shimmering Grotto, and I was like, oh, why would I play Shimmering Grotto? I'll right. just play Mox Opal. 22 of his non That's fair. 22 of his non-land permanents are artifacts. So. I mean, and you talked about playing some mirror, too, like a leaden mirror or something like that. Well, um, something well, you I, wanted to do. I wanted to play I wanted to play with enough, because the deck is all in on four drops. Like, it's like four Tezzerets, four Psalm uh, uh, Simmeracums, and three Day Judgments. So, like, those all those cards are key to being able to beat whatever matchup I'm playing. Like, some decks you have to day a judgment early, and some decks you just have to run out of Planeswalker and be able to beat out, out card. Basically, the reason that I ran Tezzeret was because he's the best card-drawing engine that there is right now. Right. Did you, and, ever, did you ever feel like you were fighting your mana base? Um, It was far and few between. Like, because my deck is all artifacts, like, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter, matter as much. He's got four Solemns okay. as well. Right. Four no. Solemns, four Sphere of the Suns. It doesn't feel like he's fighting I mean, his mana base that's very a, much. That's a big deal. because, like, That was one of the reasons I decided to play straight mono white with the most aggressive white dudes I could was because I didn't want to fight my mana base all day. Right. And so I, I wanted to make the best aggressive deck I could. And with a deck that has a little more time or... or and, and I agree. Mana bases Sphere aren't of nearly the Suns as goes bad. A way. Right. So, like, Solemn Simulacrum and Day of Judgment have this inherent synergy of, like, I can play three colors. I've the got only person, everything. The only person who mana leaked my Sphere of the Suns was Sorani. He was smart enough and to figure that out. He was smart enough to figure out that that was a linchpin in my deck. So, like, it uh, it it, it was a good deck. Um, it felt really good. It was really fun to play. Like, um, Tezzer's just fun. Like, like, I don't like control right now, like, because there's no good card draw. Like... Everything that we have right now to card draw is just awful versions of divination, which is awful. And you so, don't you don't feel like that uh, your <clears throat> your deck just rolls to ancient grudge, like there's no ancient grudge strategies. Everything in my deck requires an answer. So if you want to blow up two of my things and whatever, like I I've already outcarded you so much with Tezzeret, like. Cool, blow up two of my things. I mean, like, if you're it, still going to lose. But, like, if it's game two and you play a Sphere of the Suns, they just have an Ancient Grudge, and then you're also relying... Do you have Inkmoth Nexus in your deck? Yeah, there's four. Nexus, yeah. four yeah. Like, there's four of them, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, they they Nexus... Or, or they grudge your two-drop Signet, mm-hmm. and then, you know, like, you, you're not even concerned about that at all? I mean, I've got... It's a little better I've than got Signet, Signets, and I've also got... There's four Sphere of the Suns, and there's four Psalms and Miracles. 
So there's a lot of mana fixing in the deck. Um, and, and there's a lot of a good number of the dual lands. Like it's, it's a little, the, the mana is definitely the weakest part of the deck. It's wonky, but the deck smooths out so easy. Like I've definitely dropped a Tezzeret and I've definitely, you know, plus them and looked at five cards and I looked at a warm coil engine, a contagion class, but tumble magnet and a sphere of the suns. And I took the sphere of the suns. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to play this day of judgment in my hand at one point. So here's my sphere of the suns. You know, it's just like, it's just, there's a lot of, it's, it's weird because like Tezzeret is on the surface, the best card drawing card that you can, can have. You just, you can only get artifacts. Right. So like, Make sure that you have enough artifacts in your deck that do things. Right. Like, so that you can answer whatever situation you need. Like, the fact that I can Tezzeret for a land is pretty sick. Like, I, I just I'm played betting that you won Tezzeret that game. for... Huh? I'm betting that you won that game. I mean, I won a lot of games that I shouldn't have won. Like, I literally misplayed every single game. Like, not even close. Like, I didn't play Tessus at all. And, like, every single game, I fucked up. Like, it was, like, a huge mistake. And I just won despite it. It's pretty like, insane. Do you think that's because you were had you had Venser and Tezzeret, and so you were attacking from multiple angles? You said that your deck is a mishmash of a bunch of different stuff. Well, basically, all right. When you play with Venser, Venser just like is just the nuts against control. Like because there's no man lands right now. Like if they don't have an O ring for that, they're just you just get ultimate with Venser and you just start exiling a lot of the shit. Right. Okay. I, well, there was a, like, there was a match a- you had. There was a match you had where me and. Uh, gosh, one other guy, I think it's Eric Brown. We were standing back watching your match going, we don't understand what's going on. The The match was just, like, you had a Tezzeret light or an, a Venser like tapped with something I had, on I it. I Venser sideways yeah. to, to indicate an emblem. And, and so like, we didn't understand like why your Venser was tapped and why it had like some number of counters on it for some reason. Like <laughs> we were like, I don't get it. And then the, like there was some stuff that happened and your opponent was still playing the game. And we're like, I, things are happening but they're so bizarre i've never seen that before it went, tapping it went the emblem it right went i mean like i just i just put them sideways and like i asked him i was like is it okay do you need in the board in the I, graveyard? I, I used like, my oh. opponent's deck box once yeah. for an emblem and so like <laughs> so like it just it went a couple turns of us like observing your game for us to figure out oh, what the hell emblem. was even <laughs> happening because venser doesn't go emblem very often normally if you get a venser emblem your opponent's like damn it uh, Venser, I can't do anything. Venser had always been held down by Creeping Tar Pit and Celestial Colonnade. Right. Those cards aren't around anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, Ven- the best way to answer Venser right now is an Ink Moth Nexus. Like, that's bad. If I go Day Judgment into Venser, like, Venser's probably going to go Ultimate that game. Like, really? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, people aren't playing, I don't know, like, Bounce Spells or. What? <laughs> Like, if they know. don't have an O-ring, I'm probably just going to go Venser. There are some people with Dissipate, which I actually think that Dissipate is, is or not Dissipate, um, Disperse is actually a really good card in this format right now because there's a lot of people not, not prepared, prepared for, for that combat trick. Like, Disperse is one in a blue instant return target permanent to his hand? Target non-land uh, it's, permanent. It's non-land permanent. It's not quite a boomerang. Okay, sure. But, like, did that get reprinted in M12? Yeah, it was in Lorwyn, and it got reprinted in yeah. Scars. Yeah. Oh, it's in scars. Yeah. It's in scars. Okay, yeah. that's that's a card that's not on my radar right now. Right. Wow. And it actually is much better now because we have Snapcaster Mage. So, so, so like yep. I've I've seen people flirting with uh, main deck negates too. Like, do, whoa, would, that's a negates much very good. No, I, I like, negates okay. Really? I mean, it's in my sideboard, but I, I don't think it's. I think I don't think it's that good. I don't think it's main deckable. But there, I mean, it's something that I'm sure people could think about. 
Um, but you know, I did fairly well, like with the deck. It felt really good. Um, I'm very surprised that I did as well as I did with it. Um, uh, despite my play mistakes and you know the fact that I was playing just basically a, a mishmash binder pull. And guys, but, uh, guys, full disclosure: these lists are going to be on Facebook. Uh, yeah. If you've been following mine, I've I've had mine up there for a little while. I'm gonna get Casby uh, and Chris Burrows. They're they're both gonna have theirs up as well. They've they've reproduced them for me. Um, and you know, mock us or not, these lists. You know, they're all happen- strong. They they're all strong. They happen to have some legs in different ways. Uh, my mono white weenie list is probably the worst, but it, it is something that like it's something you know, to, to think I, about. I was willing to try, and I had a lot of fun playing it. And if you're looking for something different and fun to play, like maybe try my mono white list. It, yeah. it was a lot of fun. I mean, I I'm a control player at heart, and I just wanted to be able to play Day Judgment and draw cards. Right. And I decided that playing Tezzeret with Day Judgment was the best way to do that. Seems pretty good. So, to Chris me. Burrow's final thoughts. Uh, I wish I could talk more about this PTU season. I want to mention that uh, uh, this this whole uh, standard environment right now is still wide open, and that's I feel like is why a lot of people are excited about this Baltimore Open coming up this weekend. Uh. I want to say that uh, there are still things to be explored. I, I like the fact that this format doesn't have anything. After States last year, we ended up with a lot of decks that just didn't... They didn't excite people. They were like, oh, so there's two best decks, and that's all we have to deal with. Right. And, and this year, things look open. And it, it, it's definitely possible to... You can beat Keswick Wolf Run. You can beat Solar Flare. You can beat Township Tokens. Those don't seem like decks that are unbeatable. Like, well, I just can't beat the Werewolf deck. All right, guys. We're going we're gonna to have to tease it. We got to cut this off. Okay. But but this has been episode number 56 of the Scrubland Podcast. I, I think that's the right number. Yes. I hope it is. And <laughs> um, next week, we'll definitely be back. You guys want to do next week? Yes. Next week. Next week. We're going to commit to next week. You can find us on whatever Facebook. Whatever's happening. You can find us on Facebook, <laughs> Scrubland Podcast. And you can find us, you can find us on Gmail at scrublandpodcast at gmail.com. We, guys, we love decklist, And it, literally, I'm going to put the state's decklists that all three of us played this week. And we wouldn't have played them if we didn't think they were good. Literally. And they're still good. And they're, and they're, like they're, they're still some... reasonable. You could take any of them to an FNM and feel good about yourself. Absolutely. I've definitely tweaked mine for Baltimore. Right. So. so, so like, I mean, if you guys are looking for something different or fun or, you know, at least good or, you know, whatever, come check us out on Facebook. We will be there. And we always like followers because we're giant whores like that. Um, Friend us on Facebook. Next week. We next you. Next week, all limited all the time. I don't want to talk about Baltimore at we all. We need to talk about PTQs. We're going to probably touch on Baltimore. Okay, maybe we'll touch on Baltimore. I don't, give, I don't really give a crap. I want to talk about Limited. I want to talk about the cards that are good in Limited. I want to talk about all that stuff. That'll be all coming up next week on episode 57. That's going to do it for us. I'll have some really interesting this week. things to say. I'm sure you will. And I'm sure I'm going to pass out and not hear about any of them while my Terminator class is on. I'm going to go get a burrito. Yeah. Yep. I've got everybody craving burritos since I had one in, in reserves. That's going to be it for us, guys. Scrublandpodcast at gmail.com. Scrublandpodcast on Facebook. This has been Daniel Sale, Chris Casby, and Chris Burrows. Signing off, brothers. Tapping the cards so you don't have to. Or so you do have to. Drinking the beers so you don't have to. Drinking the beers so you don't have to.
Yeah, that's, that's really nice. Get out of here.